BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello and welcome to The Parting Shot, your dose of everything pop culture. I am H. Allen Scott. I'll be honest with you, in this day and age, I don't really like phone interviews and I rarely, if ever, share them on the podcast. Zoom or even in person is just easier and way more intimate. But today, today I had to make an exception. You see, I've chatted with Cholo Maridwana before. You probably know him from the Netflix series Cobra Kai. We had arranged to chat about his new and his first film, Blue Beetle, but then circumstances beyond our control happened and we had to do it by phone. So why am I sharing it? For two reasons. The first reason is simple. The chat with Cholo was great, and he's great, and I really enjoy talking with him, and I couldn't deny you that. But the second reason is a bit more nuanced. Blue Beetle from DC Comics is a big deal, but because of the state of the world these past few years, has kind of gotten a raw deal. You see, Blue Beetle is the first DC Comics film to feature a Latin lead, and to my knowledge, it's one of the few ever to have a Latin lead, not to mention a mostly entire Latin cast. Diversity in superhero films, DC or Marvel, is incredibly rare. Like, why does Batman or Superman always have to be white? Have you ever seen a non-white Wonder Woman? I mean, there are lots of different examples where, you know, it doesn't always have to be the same as what it was before. You know what I mean? So, like, a film like Blue Beetle should be celebrated because of the influence it can have on so many young moviegoers out there. I mean, Cholo and I talked about this, that... Just a little kid, a Latin kid, or any kid, really, you know, an an Indian kid, a black kid, a queer kid, anybody, seeing a superhero that represents them, that's a big, big deal for that kid. And it was shot years ago, but because of the pandemic, it was shelved, and so with that in the rearview mirror, with the pandemic kind of behind us, the film got a big 2023 launch date, which everyone was really excited about, finally, right? And then the Writers Guild and the Screen Actors Guild strike happened, and None of the cast can do any press, and there's no big splashy premiere, nothing. And those things do a lot to help a film get the promotion out there so the people go to the movie theaters. I mean, look at the impact that Barbie's press tour had on Barbie. It was huge. And what impact will, you know, them not being able to do that and no premiere, what impact will that have on Blue Beetle? That remains to be seen, but it's fair to assume that it's going to have an impact on ticket sales, which will then have an impact on lots of other things involving Blue Beetle. And that's a real shame, because Blue Beetle deserves more than that. And I think it will connect with audiences, because you know what? It's a fun movie. I really, really enjoyed it. So with all that in mind, I felt it was important to share this chat with Cholo with you, which obviously was recorded before the Screen Actors Guild strike. I'm so glad we were able to sort of sneak it in because, like I said before, people need to see Blue Beetle and not just because of what it stands for and even what Charlo says in our chat. It's not just a Latin film. It's just a great, great, great film, but it also will have an impact on so many young kids watching this movie. So go on and grab a snack because I will be right back with Cholo Mariduana. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. 
With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at Meta.com slash Metaverse Impact. You must be ecstatic to be the Blue Beetle. Like, how does that feel? Honestly, it is. It's indescribable. I think, you know, as an as an actor, as someone who, you know, uh, wants to achieve everything, honestly, being a superhero is 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 something unfathomable. So I, I'm so I'm so grateful. I'm so appreciative, and I'm so excited for the movie to come out. It's it's it was such a it was very ambitious. You know, it was a really big step for me career-wise. I'd never worked on a movie before, um, but I, I feel like we really knocked it out of the park. So at, at this point, the, the feeling that I have is, you know, a, a gracious feeling, but also an exhilarating, like, um, and I got ants in my pants. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I guess in this case, more like beetles in your pants, but still. Um, that's right. Yeah. 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 Uh, like a superhero. I mean, you know, let's hope this is a franchise. A superhero franchise is a huge jump forward for you. I mean, that is like on a level that most people, especially for it to be their first film, people just dream of those kind of things. Do you feel, I mean, just in a career sense, do you feel prepared for this sort of like colossal jump forward? Honestly, I do. Um, I, I really feel like it has taken all 22 years of my life so far to be ready for this moment. I, I, I'm so blessed with a wonderful, you know, family and friends and team who are who are ready to support me. Um, and, and at the end of the day, the the thing that I'm most excited about for this movie and for this opportunity is not necessarily for you know myself to become the biggest star or the next A-lister. It's really for for the opportunities for people to, to, to feel represented and to feel seen on the biggest screen, on the biggest platform. And, and that's why I'm so excited for, for all the kids who are going to be able to see someone who looks like them on um, kicking butt. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's what I'm excited about. Definitely. I mean, were you a fan of the comics before you even got the film? I was a fan of Blue Beetle, but I honestly kind of only known about Blue Beetle. Uh, I, I had known about him from the comics. I wasn't a big comic reader. That was definitely more of my mom. Um, but I had seen Young Justice at, uh, at like a, a TV show that Jaime, that Blue Beetle makes a pretty large appearance in in the second season. So I was familiar with the character, but it wasn't really until I booked the role that I had to go back and then read up on, on not only my Blue Beetle, but the other Blue Beetles as well. I love that your mother was the comic book fan in the family, which is like, you don't hear that often. Well, how did she react to you being cast as the Blue Beetle? You know what? She had the most perfect reaction. It's, it's funny that you asked that. So I, I found out about booking this role at a dinner. I got surprised at a dinner with the 
the director and the writer and the producers of the movie. My family hadn't known. My team hadn't known. So I, I at this dinner, I called my mom because I was like, well, she has to be the first person I call. This is this is this is going to be crazy. Um, and Anhed, the director of Blue Beetle, picked up the phone and said some really really kind words. He said, you know. As far as I'm concerned, your son was the only person in mind for this role, and my mom had the most legendary response ever. She said, "Of course, he's the only guy for the role." <laughs> so I'm, I'm, she, she, she did a great job of playing cool. But as a comic fan, she was so excited. Yeah, really. I, I mean, and, and also the the story, even from the comics, Jaime has such a great, authentic, uh, natural way of bringing Latinidad to the to the page. And we were just so excited that that we had the opportunity to kind of bring that to life. Yeah, definitely. I also feel like your mom would probably react that way to like any role. I feel like she probably thinks you're perfect for every role. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yes. Yeah, so you know, you're totally correct. No, she is. She is the biggest supporter. And, and honestly, I think when I as I've been acting for a long time, you know, for 12, 12, almost 12 years. Yeah. Um, started when I was 10 and I, and I really think that family support that we're talking about is what helped gain the confidence, you know, even if it was make believe at first to, to believe that I could do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, more so, now. so where do we find, I mean, explain the premise where do, for anyone who doesn't know the blue beetle, cause I'll be honest, I, 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 I fall into the more Marvel category, so I don't even know that much about the blue beetle. So where do we find this sort of discovery of your character, the Blue Beetle, in this film, and sort of his journey to becoming the Blue Beetle. Of course, and honestly, that's that's one of the things that I'm so excited about is people say meeting this character for the first time. But to kind of give you a rundown, Jaime Reyes is a 22 year old young man, just finishing up college. You know, he is a he is an archetype, a, a really a, a symbol for, and all of the Reyes family members are are all symbolic of of what I would deem like the American dream, the idea that you know we can we can come to a, a new place and and make a new life and, and whatnot, and and Jaime is played by the rules, but still has seemingly gotten the short end of the stick, and and all of a sudden he gets presented with this. Um, opportunity that he feels uh maybe he is not fit for and but but alas the universe has presented it with him and and has chosen him and therefore he is he's right and and i think that honestly it it reflected a lot of how i felt in my own life you know uh i've i've really been the recipient in the acting world at least I, i feel of people believing that i could rise to the occasion even when i didn't know if i could and and the same goes for this role. And, and it really felt like art was imitating life in that sense. Mm-hmm, definitely. And like, I mean, you're no stranger because we've, we've spoken before about your time on Cobra Kai. You're no stranger to like training for a project, but I imagine the training, the physical training and also just the production of this was on a level that you probably never experienced before. So what was, what was it like preparing to play this character and how difficult was it to like actually shoot some of these scenes? It, it was a different feel from Cobra Kai, you know. I, I really feel like the six years that I had on Cobra Kai really helped prepare me for, you know, not only the stunt work, but just the pacing of having to do action and dialogue as well and yada, yada, yada. But I, I got to be honest, a lot of the stunts in this in this movie 
are ones that I wasn't familiar with. You know, on Cobra Kai, we are on the ground most of the time, you know, doing kicking and punching, and there's not really any weapons involved per se. But with, with this Blue Beetle and, and really with just superhero genres in general, there is a, a, an otherworldly aspect to them, and that was so exciting. But at the end of the day, I, I really have to give all the props to our wonderful, just fantastic stunt team. Um, and the other Blue Beetles, Aki and Gio, uh, the, the stunt Blue Beetles, because they, they just went above and beyond and, and made all of the, the make-believe action, and they, they did it in real life. So I... I I'm so glad to have been accompanied by a wonderful team who, who kicked ass Def- figuratively and literally. Definitely. Yeah. So like for, again, for anyone who doesn't really know the story of the blue beetle, what is the blue Beetle's sort of special ability? If you could explain that a little bit. And also how does the blue beetle sort of stand out from other heroes in sort of the DC franchise, you know? Yeah. 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 So I, I mean, the, the powers are really as far as the imagination can reach. He, he is, he is selected as a host by Kajida, the scarab, who is a, a, an alien sentient scarab designed to destroy the world on whichever planet it's on. And on Earth, it attaches itself to Jaime, but we find that, you know, this one maybe isn't going to destroy the whole world. And, and, and because Jaime is, is the host, he's going to make sure that that doesn't happen. Um, when it comes to the powers, I mean, he's got wings, he's bulletproof, <laughs> the arms turn into whatever he can imagine. And, and that I think was one of the most excited, exciting parts of, of the movie for me is that this kid, Jaime, I mean, he, he watched superhero movies and he loves anime. So when it comes to the types of weapons that he can imagine, it really does feel reminiscent of the type of shit that I would, you know, create myself. If I had the opportunity to turn my fist into whatever I want, I would be choosing the craziest anime swords there are, you know? So <laughs> I think that that part was so fun and, and really experimental. And, and you know, really the, the gist and what makes, I, I believe, the, the Blue Beetle comics unique is the family aspect. Mm-hmm. I, I truly feel like no, no superhero movie to date has really been able uh, or, or, or been able to capture at the level that, that we have this, this intimate family uh, experience. And, and, you know, Jaime is, is getting his powers for the first time in front of his family. And I, and I think that that keeps the story so honest and so grounded from the day one, because there is no hiding from mom and dad that I'm Blue Beetle. Yeah. They know, and they're along the ride from the very get-go. And I think that, that, that um, it helped keep the story so truthful. Definitely. Well, then that's something that I, I wanted to bring up. Like, you know, I, I've seen the other sort of DC films, like the Batmans, etc. And I love them, of course, but they're always so, I don't know, serious. Like, I, I leave them being like, dude, you're wearing a weird outfit. Like, have a little fun with it. And Blue Beetle feels markedly different from other DC films in terms of just the feel of the film in a lot of ways, it seemed like I remember watching the trailer in theaters months ago and being like, well, that actually looks funny. Like that looks like a funny film. Like what, how did you, do you see that as, as has how blue Beetle's a little bit different from the other DC films that have come out recently? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a few things that I think make it different, but, but honestly what I've been so appreciative about the DC world, even before we kind of entered in is that they really seem to highlight the filmmaker, mm. you know, regardless as to, you know, the project, I really feel like 
Christopher Nolan's signature is on the Dark Knight movies Mm -hmm. and James Gunn's signature is on the Suicide Squad movie. And I think when it comes down to Blue Beetle, I I think that's no different. Angel Manuel Soto, our director, and Garrett Darnagoser, our writer, really found a way to bring their lives and their experiences to the page and on the big screen. And I think that that really is where filmmakers shine is, is when they know the story that they need to tell and they can speak from it from the most authentic place. And, and, you know, speaking to the fun of this movie, I mean, with George Lopez and Susan Sarandon and, and this wonderful ensemble that we've, that we've collected, it can't help but feel vibrant and, and electric because, you know, these, these, these people are, are the pros in, in all of their own fields. And it was just so, um, you know, kind of surreal to meet all of them, a week before filming and, and then, you know, start to film and, and have it feel like we've known each other our whole lives. Yeah. It really felt like a family unit. Well, and speaking of family and you touched on it a little bit, that's the other thing that I think makes Blue Beetle feel different to me is that it almost feels relatable. Like even though it's a, it's a, even though I'm not Latin American, it does tell this really interesting story of family and how a kid is finding themselves and, and doing the cool things that every kid sort of dreams to do. Do you, did you see, an opportunity at sort of how this film is so relatable to so many different types of people and then how this story can, I don't know, really sort of transcend in a lot of ways to a lot of different communities. Absolutely. I think, I think, you know, with this family aspect, um, I think family transcends ethnicity and transcends labels and, and the love that we have for our family, be it our chosen family or otherwise, um, is, is the most intimate love that, that I think we can kind of have. And, and when you're able to bring that to the biggest stage, I think the, you know, the love and the empathy only comes inherently. Uh, and that was something kind of honestly really cathartic for me, um, getting to play a character and, and be a part of a family who is so optimistic and so, um, loving and and really positive even through strife even through difficulties it was on it honestly rubbed off i i I myself didn't know it didn't wasn't as positive or as optimistic of a person but getting to you know live in this world where um you know even through hard times we're gonna do it with a smile on our face and know that we're that as long as we have each other it's going to be okay that definitely it was it was very cathartic Mm -hmm. and i mean it can't be understated and you you mentioned this before but the importance of sort of the representation in this film i mean i always hate sort of you know because it's not necessarily a question that i i want to ask but when with a film like this it's like you know we people kids little kids need to see someone like you and this family on the screen because unfortunately we don't see it all that often and it's really upsetting and the fact that this is a huge huge superhero movie and it's a family that we don't get to see often on screen it's just it's so important 100% i it's yeah it's 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 i'm really i'm really happy for you and what you're doing with this so what do you in in the end hope people take from this film um, you know what I hope people take from this movie, and, and it's kind of, as we like, like you mentioned, it's kind of a, 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 an interesting time, is I found that, like, you know, for su- the, the genre of superhero movies, I, I hope people with, with this movie can start to marinate on the fact that 
this is a movie that Latino is not the genre. Yeah. That that superhero is the genre, and the characters happen to be Latino, and and I just can't wait for you know these these people, these minorities, or whoever we want to label ourselves as, um, to be reflected in, in a positive light. Because although you know Latinos have had a presence in the industry for a long time, I feel that you know, a lot of the stories have been really trauma based. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we see stories on narcos and crossing the border and and these really heavy stories. And although these are honest to the experiences, um, I think that they're kind of just one aspect of just just as every culture, you know, has Mm -hmm. different um, stories to tell. I'm just so excited to tell a, a positive story. So that's that's what I'm hoping that that people get from this movie is is um, yeah. Yeah. No, you're so true. It's, you're so right in that. I mean, even I think of myself as a little kid, I'm, I'm a little bit older than you. And as a ki- little kid, I saw the birdcage and it was the first time I saw queer representation on film that wasn't sad. And it was, and it changed, yeah. the, it changed the game for me. And I think you're exactly right with something like this, that, you know, it isn't, yeah, sure. The sad stories are important, but a story like the blue beetle and the happiness and the hope and the fun, I mean, really the fun of this family and them being Latin is such an important part of what we need to see, I think, more of. And I love that you said that. And I, lo- I think you're exactly right. Absolutely. And I think, you know, to kind of to put the cherry on top, I think additionally, being like, you know, this movie isn't supposed to capture the entire Latino experience mm-hmm. because it's impossible. Yeah. You go to, you go to Brazil, you go to Mexico, you, you stay in the United States even, and no two, two Latinos have the same upbringing. So what we were so blessed with, with this opportunity with Blue Beetle was the opportunity to meet, you know, dozens of Latinos and see all the different types of backgrounds and understand that it's not a monolith, that, Mm -hmm. you know, this is just one story. And I hope that in success, it offers the opportunity for others to tell, you know, their most authentic stories. It's Mm -hmm. it's not, you know, I hope that this is not, you know, I I know that it may be the first time that a Latino is hitting the big screen in a a lead role, but it it can't be the last. And, and if anything, I hope that people will enjoy this movie for the opportunity for, for others, like you're saying, for, for queer superheroes, for Indian superheroes, for all of these different types of superheroes, because that is, you know, especially in this, very specific, you know, superhero genre, these are often the most empowering stories mm-hmm. um, because they're, they're the heroes of the story, you know? Yeah, we relate to them. Exactly. Amen to that. One thousand percent. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I really appreciate it. And I just wish you all the success with this film and everything else you'll be doing for years to come. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to speak with you. So will you see Blue Beetle? You really should, because it's just it's just fun. It's just a fun movie. And it has George Lopez in it, too, which, you know, who doesn't love George Lopez? I love George Lopez. Anyway, let me know what you thought of today's episode. Follow me at H. Allen Scott on everything. And, you know, if you like what you're hearing, if you like this chat that we've had or any of the other previous chats, leave a little rating and review wherever you're listening to this podcast. It really does help things out. And subscribe to my newsletter. It's called For the Culture. You can do that at Newsweek.com. Until then, watch something fun, perhaps go see Blue Beetle in theaters, and have a great day. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. 
New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.